Hey guys, it's Kiki and I am here to review the first five episodes of Power Book 2, Ghost. That's right, I binged all five episodes because they did a mid-season finale. And I'm here to tell you guys what I think about it. Stay tuned. Alright guys, just a little background. Yes, I watched the first Power with Ghost and Angela and Tommy and Tasha and all those people. I love the original series. Um, I didn't watch this last season where Ghost gets killed because I like watching Power in a binge role like after stars gave everybody like early access to the shows i kept learning about spoilers that would pop up on my fucking timeline without even searching through the power hashtag so i was just like you know what i'm gonna watch this shit when the season ends or when they do the mid-season finale because at the crack of motherfucking dawn if you open your twitter on like a sunday morning flooded with power spoilers so the last season uh, with Ghost dying, I think I watched the last episode. Like, Ghost was annoying me, Dre was annoying me. I was just waiting for Dre to die, and as usual, y'all, Tyreek was annoying the fuck out of me. So, it took me a while to actually believe that Ghost was physically dead because I thought he would have faked his death, but no, Ghost actually died. Spoiler alert if you didn't watch the last season, um, Tyreek shot and killed him after you know the last season they tried to do a whodunit, which nobody was trying to watch that shit like just hurry up and kill ghost we we don't have time for all the other tomfoolery so um after that courtney kemp stars 50 cent announced that they would be doing all these spinoffs of ghost and um prior to covid they had like three or four spinoffs in the works they had one that they just said would follow tyreek with mary j blige and i was like how the hell is she gonna fit into that okay they have one following um councilman tate played by lorenz tate his fine self they had a prequel um that would show us how ghost and tommy and angela were in high school nobody's really trying to see that shit and then they said they would have one with tommy you know running off to california so um the ghost book two i think this is the one that it's entitled this is the first one we got they obviously shot it before covid and um stars basically told 50 cent and courtney kim to do whatever the fuck they wanted you know they had free range so at first i wasn't going to watch any of the spinoffs but then covid came and all of our other shows that were supposed to come back did not come back so y'all know I, i was bored so i after i got done studying i was like let me see what these first five episodes are talking about and plus i kept seeing that people liked the show the fact that people were liking the show and Tyreek stars in it I was like no I have to watch this shit because Tyreek was one of the most infuriating characters of the last two seasons of the first power like I just (sighs) him and Kanan and him trusting Dre like all that shit like Tyreek was always annoying but after Raina died like they just kicked it into high gear so I was just very happy you know to learn that we'd be following Tyreek we would still get to see Tasha um the other characters that pop up I was not expecting to see but it makes sense so I'm gonna dive into the characters what I thought about the pilot episode and pros and cons that I like so far about this show (music) 
So first, the show starts off with a recap of the last season. We see Tasha and Tyreek, you know, they've had it up to here with Ghost. They're both mourning Raina and, you know, woulda, coulda, shouldas. And it's a little too fucking late for that since Raina died straight up because of Tyreek. Like, Tyreek sat there and watched Raina get shot and killed in the chest by that motherfucker Ray Ray. And even though Tyreek got his revenge and killed Ray Ray, he just created a whole other crop of problems. So despite all that and Ghost not being on Tyreek and Tasha's side, with good reason, I mean, Ghost was, (sighs) Ghost was always trying to go legit. You know, he wanted to be more into the nightclub business, but you know, Tasha wanted him to stay within the drugs. So did Tommy. So they kind of created the monster that they all grew to hate. So eventually Tyreek and Tasha kind of plot to kill Ghost. All right. Um, Tasha asked Tyreek, you know, if I if I decide to do this, are you sure? You know, are you done with your father? There's no going back. And he's like, yeah, kill that motherfucker, basically. So um, as we all know, with the whodunit, a lot of people want to ghost dead. There are all these suspects, but it ended up being Tyreek killing Ghost and sealing his fate. So, of course, Tasha, because she feels like she failed Raina, she has to save Tyreek. And she also feels guilty because you know, she thought she was protecting Tyreek all these years and her trying to teach him the game and him getting caught up with Kanan was kind of all of everybody's fault. She feels guilty. So she takes the fall for him. You know, they're thinking, oh, Ghost is dead. That's the end of all our problems. No, ma'am. Um, the FBI come knocking on the door. Tasha is taken away in cuffs. They think that she killed him all because of some other shit I'm not really going to get into. You're just going to have to watch the rest of the last season. But, um, they're thinking okay well we'll get over this as long as ghost is dead we're gonna get that inheritance and we'll get the bread the money to get tasha out of jail um ghost set it up so that the only way that tyreek and i think the other girl's name is yaz the fucking imaginary baby that we never saw (laughs) the other daughter he sets it up so that they receive you know all of his assets tasha doesn't get anything and the only way that tyreek being the oldest can receive anything is if he completes four years of college he has to graduate and do all of that stuff well they're going to change it I guess later in the show that it doesn't have to be four years he just has to complete or obtain a degree from a four-year university um so that gets them for a loop so now you know with the last season Tasha's just telling Tyreek you know even though I'm taking the fall for you make sure you fucking graduate and help me get out of jail so that is what Tyreek is going to take going into this segment of power, this kind of continuation of power. So I'm going to talk about different characters, different groups in this um, show. I'm going to divide it up into three groups. We're going to have Tyreek's, Tyreek's, Tyreek. <laughs> We're going to have Tyreek's group. We're going to have Mary J. Blyze's group, the Tejados, I believe is their name. And then we're going to have the crooked cops, you know, the FBI, the the lawyers. I'm going to put them into their own group. So first and foremost, let's talk about Tyreek. So Tyreek got kicked out of Choate. That was his last boarding school um, that Ghost wanted to put him in to keep him out of the streets and keep him away from Canaan. So now he is um, linking up with David Stern. David Stern, if you guys remember from the original series, he was business partners with Ghost played by one of my favorite, favorite actors, 
Victor Garber. Like, Victor Garber is probably one of my favorite character actors. He's always popping up in TV shows and movies. He was in First Wives Club. He was in Alias with Jennifer Garner. He was in Titanic. I just love him. Just such a good actor. Very surprised to see him in power when it started. But David Stern is this white man who was business partners with um, Ghost. He wanted to breed Ghost. Well, James St. Patrick. He never really referred to him as Ghost. He wanted to breed Ghost to be kind of like him and get him into like a higher political power so that he could make money off of it. He was very interested in the um, the nightclub truth. Like he was a business ally and he was kind of a mentor to Ghost because he saw Ghost as expendable and, you know, someone that could make him money. So Tasha and David Stern, I wasn't watching the last season, but they developed a friendly relationship or I believe his wife at one time tried to touch her hair and she was like, hell no. Nah. So she um, sets it up so that Tyreek and David Stern kind of meet because David Stern is an alumni of Stansfield. So she is telling David Stern, you know, the only way you're going to get the nightclub truth is if Tyreek gets his inheritance. The way to guarantee that is if you get him into your alma mater. So David Stern, he's kind of interested in Tyreek, too, because he sees him as like a product of Ghost. And plus, he he just wants the nightclub. So he has an, an ends to a means with Tyreek. So he gets him into this elite college, which is Stansfield. There are not a lot of black people there. Um... So Tyreek, this is literally the day after Tasha gets arrested. They just pick the show up like nonstop. He gets into Stansfield. Um, he is assigned to tutor this basketball player named Zeke in like everything. Basically just write his papers for him. Make sure his grades stay up so that he can stay on the basketball team. Zeke is also black. We're going to get into Zeke later. He's connected to the Tejadas. And um that is uh Tyreek's main role is to not only keep his grades up so that he can graduate but to basically do the entire workload of his roommate Zeke so we're that's his front that's his school front he meets some classmates one of them is Light Skin Keisha one of them is Paige Hurd she's I think her name is Lauren she becomes like his love interest which I love Paige Hurd sis has been acting since she came out the womb love her she's getting multiple checks girl stay in your bag um Tyreek also has an old friend from Choate named um Brayden he refers to himself as Mel Gibson so that's what I'm going to call him Mel Gibson he's wealthy he's white he used to help Tyreek move drugs at Choate but they were just doing that for fun but in this series Tyreek employs him to be like his right hand man because Mel Gibson is very well connected he's white he's privileged his family owns a couple buildings at the school so you know, he thinks Tyreek's life is kind of glamorous. So he is excited to help him push drugs once again at this different school. Um, you know, he's into the glitz and glamour, you know, not that smart. It's very apparent that Mel Gibson is the Tommy <laughs> in this situation. Like one thing I do love about this show is that every ethnicity is well represented we got puerto ricans we got white we got black just like the original power like there there isn't a glaring omission of ethnicities in this show and i like that so mel gibson is um tyreek's right hand um we also got tasha who is in prison <sighs> her prison storyline is kind of infuriating at times but Tasha is still the same indecisive person she was. That's why she got caught up in the mess she is in now. 
just constantly wanting to change her story. And I'm going to talk about a plot point with Tasha that makes absolutely no sense later on when we start talking about things I don't like about the show. So we have Debbie Morgan, who is Tasha's mom, um, her and Yaz. Debbie Morgan, as usual, doesn't really know what's going on, probably doesn't want to know what's going on. She was aware of what Ghost did, but she would always tell Tasha to stay with Ghost and ride it out and get the money. So there's that. Um, who else is in Tyreek's circle? We got Tyreek, Tasha, Mel Gibson. We got Lauren, his love interest number one. Um, oh God. We got a professor and an advisor. One of the advisors is named Professor Milgram. She is very interested in Tyreek in a kind of an obsessed way kind of freaky I, I don't know she's really obsessed with him she sees him as like a pet project and um she's also a sex addict why am I mentioning that because her ex-boyfriend <laughs> is her co-worker um all I know is this nigga's name is Jabari and he's also a professor listen I'm gonna talk about them later but um these are two very unimportant characters that we really don't need to have in this show period like I hope when the show comes back for um, a season two, which I think it already got approved for. I hope they make these motherfuckers disappear because if y'all are watching the show, y'all know what I'm talking about with these two. Again, I'm going to mention that again later. So that was group one. Let's move to the police officers and law enforcement. That motherfucker sacks. <laughs> y'all, I could not stand. I cannot stand Cooper Sacks. Sachs reminds me of every entitled white man that I have either worked for or worked with. Like, Sachs is just, ooh, he's so annoying. He's so annoying, but he's back. I didn't even know he was going to be in this show like this. Like, he is a full cast member, and I'm just... Anyway, Sachs made a deal last year that got his ass off the hook after he fucked up the entire operation last season with catching ghost and all of that you know sax was at truth the night um james died or ghost was killed um tyreek saw him he obviously didn't shoot ghost but him being there made him a person of interest we know sax is dirty you know he's willing to do whatever he can to catch whomever so now he is the u.s attorney um they tried to give us information like a family background basically that he is the family black sheet that he's always screwing up so his family is excited that he has this new position they obviously don't know all the trouble he's been in but um he has a younger brother who's just like you know what i'm gonna get you a job at my firm because i already know you're gonna fuck this roll up so he's the family fuck up so to speak um on the other side of people we already know we have tamika she also used to work with sax she is a um public defender she's a great attorney she's now i think she lost her job when all that shit went down with angela you know how when they it was found out that they were trying to frame ghosts so to speak and they all kind of lost their jobs except for angela fuck that bitch but <laughs> she is hired to be tasha's lawyer um but she gets a little too close to the truth and knowing that tyreek shot ghost so tasha fires her unexpectedly so she's kind of free game and sax is constantly dropping by her house to get some tea from her and she's just like motherfucker i don't want nothing to do with you please leave me alone so i call her the fake annalise keating because she does have on viola davis's old wig like come on y'all y'all could have done a little better so she's one of the characters um and then we have <sighs> method man 
Cliff, Cliff Smith, I think is his legal name. Method Man is so just beautiful to look at in the show. They got him in some well-tailored suits and just those broad shoulders and those suits. Method Man, please, please hit my line. Please, please. Like he plays this, um, attorney um he's a criminal defense attorney who just is willing to do whatever it takes to win he's kind of ruthless he's he's very smart he's street smart you know he does not operate unless you give him cash money up front so um he Tyreek kind of tricks him into taking on Tasha's case after she fires the Tamika lady and um method man just mm, mm. He's not naked enough in the show for me. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Then third and finally, we have the Teyada crew, which is um, ran by Mary J. Blige. She plays this queen pin. I think her name is Monet. Yeah, I think her name is Monet. Whatever. Her nephew is Tyreek's roommate. He's the basketball player. His name is Zeke. He's dumb as a box of rocks. So Zeke brings Tyreek in the first episode to Monet's house because they're having a party for him because the season just started, even though he's on academic probation. So this is where we are introduced to the entire family. So Mary J. Blige plays Monet. She is the head of the Teata crime organization, the family. Her husband, who is Puerto Rican, is currently in jail. He's still alive. You know, he's in prison, but he's living it up like Goodfellas style. Like he has his own suite. He's still running the business, but of course he's in prison. So there's only so much he can do. So Mary, Auntie Mary is like the queen pin. So she's, she's calling the shot. She's very, they're very much like Tasha and Ghost, but they, you know, they have a little bit more pull. So she has two sons, Kane, played by Bobby Brown. I mean, not Bobby Brown, Woody McLean. We're going to call him Bobby Brown. <laughs> Kane is her son. He's the oldest. He is um, like her enforcer. He's very much like the Tommy, very much like 50 Cent Kanan. We gonna hold on to that because I got a prediction about that. But you know, when somebody needs to be shot or killed, or they need to get rid of a body, or they need muscle, Kane is her right hand man. Like he'd be right up underneath his mama as he should be. Then we have the middle son Drew. Um, I don't really get the point of the character of Drew. Like he's just a middle son. Um, he's gay. I no, he's not closeted. He's very much out, but he's gay, and that causes. Like, everybody in the family knows, but it's not really discussed. Mary J. Blige obviously does not um, approve of it because she thinks he has, you know, a great future ahead of him with running the family. Um, The father, as well, in prison, he wants Drew to take more of a front seat. You can tell the father is kind of misogynistic and he does not really approve that Mary J. Blige is running the family. So whenever there are issues or stuff that needs to be handled, he's like, get Drew to handle it. And she's like, no, you know, Kane's smarter. He's faster. He's more experienced. For some reason, he does not fuck with Kane. Um, and I'm going to explain that in a second. Let me introduce this daughter. Then we have the youngest daughter. Her name is Diana. Like I said, they are black and Puerto Rican. She is, to me, a tiny little Tasha in the making. She's um, wanting to get from underneath Mary J. Blige's thumb. She wants to live her own life, but she does not realize that she is trapped in this crime family so she's basically Raina if Raina had realized what was going on but you know Mary J Blige and her husband they let their kids know straight up what the family rules were and how it was going to be and what the family was so 
what the family business was going to be. So she's trapped. She is really a daddy's girl. She's always calling her daddy on the side. And Mary J. Blige is trying to teach her, like, listen, you're a woman. You know, there are different rules for men and women in this organization. You need to learn to use what you have to get what you want, so to speak. She is kind of in moments in the show hoeing her daughter out, but it's for her own good so that she can learn and not be, you know, just a follower so that she can be a boss one of these days. But Mary J. Blige keeps it a point to keep her in line and that everybody must follow her rules because she's the one who's not in jail. Um, We still don't know exactly why her husband is in jail. Like what exactly happened? Like when Tyreek was looking them up, I think it said something about murder and drug charges, but they haven't specifically got into that. It's only been five episodes, so we don't know what exactly led to that. But um, let me circle back to Kane, a.k.a. Bobby Brown. Um, Kane does not look like his brother and sister. There's obviously he's darker skinned. There's a distinction there that um, Mary J. Blige's husband does not really like Kane. Um, He never really calls him his father, so... You automatically get the feeling like her other two kids are his half brother and sister. Like there's something in the milk ain't clean because he's a lot. There's an age gap between them, but he does not look Puerto Rican. And I'm sure they did that on purpose. So maybe later on in the series, we'll get some backstory with that. But he has a closer bond to Mary J. Blige than he does with the brother and sister. And even with the cousin Zeke, the basketball player. So there is a there's something going on there that they have not told us. So that is why um, Mary J. Blige's husband doesn't really want Kane like in it, in it like that. I don't believe he thinks that Kane is smart enough to handle the business like his son Drew is. And that's why he'd be telling Mary J. Blige, like, no, let our other son deal with it. You know, just let Kane, you know, Kane is kind of irrational, doesn't think before he speaks. He'll walk in and shoot up a place. Like I said, he's the Tommy and Kanan of this show. So basically the whole point of the show is following Tyreek as he deals with going to school, trying to graduate, you know, so he can get Ghost's inheritance, um, dealing with Tasha, taking the fall for him, um, trying to make sure that he's in constant contact with her so that they're both on the same page because Tasha's Tasha is being charged with Ghost's murder. Um in the first episode of this show but then they eventually drop those charges because sax sax does not want anyone to know that he was at truth that night that james got killed he's already got it on his record that you know he was with the group with angela's workforce group that tried to frame ghost (laughs) and um you know he got a second chance we all know he got that by being crooked so that's his main deal so he's willing to throw tasha a queen pin charge and make it seem like she was the head of the organization like just fuck tommy and ghost and Kanan and all their hard work he's trying to have the key thrown away at her because a she knows he's crooked b he knows that tyreek you know if tasha's put away you know his problems kind of go away but not really so um tyreek has to deal with once again school his mom And then he gets embroiled into the Tejada organization because, once again, if you guys remember, he is tutoring Mary J. Blige's nephew, Zeke, who is dumb as a motherfucking box of rocks. Like, 
How they interweave all of this is very impressive because when I first heard that it was going to be a Tyreek spinoff, I was like, Tyreek, who I don't fucking like, like, who the fuck is going to watch that? Nobody. But after watching five episodes, I kind of get used to it. The show makes Tyreek likable, which I didn't think was possible at all. And it still isn't possible, but um, Tyreek is a lot smarter. You know, he had Kanan showing him the ropes of, you know, how to run drugs. You know, he knows how to lie just like ghosts and he knows how to get out of sticky situations like Tasha. Like Tasha is kind of his Tommy, even though she's behind bars. So it kind of works out. So now I'm going to talk about the pros and cons about this show. I'm trying to be as spoiler free as I can for those of you who haven't watched the show yet, but I just want y'all to know, get a basic general idea of what's going on. So when we get into the pros of the show, the one thing I do like is that the show picked up almost immediately. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't even take a break within filming the last season of Power in this section of Power. Like it feels like no time has passed. Like immediately after Tasha is dragged away in cuffs, we see, you know, the first scene is Tyreek getting ready for school the next day. And he's going to the courthouse for her bail hearing. Like, I like that the world didn't stop. Like, we're still talking about Ghost's funeral and they need to plan it and they need to have, you know, someone speak at his funeral. Um, I like that. I like that there isn't this long break and that it doesn't feel awkward. It really just feels like they kept the show going without Omari Hardwick. And I kind of get the feeling that was Courtney Kemp's intention. Like, um... I get why they had to split it off into all these different spinoffs so that they could make money. But it really is. I don't even know why they called it, you know, Power Book 2 Ghosts. First of all, why are y'all calling it Ghosts and Ghosts isn't here? <laughs> I really just feel like low key that Amari Hardwick was in. If y'all have seen his recent antics on social media and the stuff he has said, I think there is a screw loose. So I think. I really want to think he was causing a lot of problems on that set. I don't know for sure, allegedly or anything like that. But I just think they were like, all right, we're going to kill Ghost off. And this is but I also believe he was ready to leave because, you know, he was done with the show. But it really if you're thinking about maybe not watching the show because you feel like it's going to be a different vibe. No, it's the complete same vibe, same music, same style, same everything. Um, another pro of the show is the good acting um Tyreek <laughs> as much as he gets on my nerves you know he is able he is we've basically watched him grow up in this role so he's able to bring those elements of ghosts he's able to bring those elements of Kanan and he's able to bring the elements of Tasha he is just man it's it's almost scary how he can change like do y'all remember those first two seasons where Ghost was struggling with being Ghost and James and you know ghost would put on his street clothes to go murder somebody and he would just turn into a completely different person and then just put the fucking suit back on like superman and you know he was james st patrick tyreek is exactly the same like it's kind of like being two-faced in a way like you think he's being you know tricked or you think he's about to get the drop on somebody and he just turns around and proves that no he's one step ahead of someone and i think that's when i started to dislike tyreek because i was like this motherfucking too sneaky like he always getting out of some shit it's the same thing um he's just i won't say he's a lot smarter because there are situations that come up this season where you're like come on tyreek you know better than that but then you have to realize okay this boy is just 17 18 um the character at least so 
it's he makes it believable um the same with Natori Naughton she's acting very great in this um Method Man is doing a good job Mary J Blige (sighs) she's decent she's not horrible it's just like you you I don't know with Method Man I'm not seeing Method Man I'm seeing him play this dirty ass character kind of like Lorenz Tate does with his character like you're seeing these slimy characters but with Mary J I'm like girl Mary J what you doing here like I don't know if it's her line delivery, delivery, delivery or what it is. But I'm just like, girl, I need you to get more into the role. Like, especially in a show like this, that's been on for like a six, seven years now. Like when people can't act, it kind of sticks out. So um, I'm not saying Mary J can't act. I, I'm just saying some of the lines aren't believable. Like when she be cursing, it's like, Mary J, I know you done cursed a motherfucker out before. Like, I'm not believing you, sis. You need more people. Um, most of her kids can act. Woody McLean is a good actor. I still want him to play Bobby Brown, whatever he does. Um, Paige Heard, good actor, like all around, even the white people on this show, like they, it's just so believable because everybody has an ulterior motive. And I think that's what makes this show work is that you never know what someone's true intentions are. Um, third pro Um, The storyline makes sense. One of the reasons that I love the original Power, especially the first two seasons, is that even with us finding out that, you know, Angela was this um, FBI agent and that her team was looking for Ghost. And even with Ghost and Tommy and all their drug stuff and all their enemies and that shit was easy for me to follow. And I feel like the first episode of this segment of Power was easy for me to follow I was like all right here's what Tyreek has to do like you are basically following Tyreek the first episode and then it branches off into different storylines now some of them are necessary and some of them aren't but it's easy for me to follow and it keeps me entertained so I'm just like all right like Method Man's character okay he has a job to do how is Sax gonna get in his way and then Sax has a whole different storyline of him covering his own ass so how does that pan out so I think with all three of those pros everything works out into a great chemistry for the show overall like it's very easy to follow so let's talk about some cons about the show overall I like the show these were now the cons I'm about to list they're very minor so don't take them to heart they're just things I've noticed so my first con was useless characters like I said in the beginning we have these two professors at the school one is a sex addict the other is just a a piece of man meat like they both just exist to have sex scenes on the show and I feel like it's useless like y'all can miss me with this like I don't want to see these motherfuckers next season (laughs) Like in, I even read an article today saying that um, fans like the show. They just think that these two characters, like what was the name of the article? It was like power fans hope that there are less of professor characters on this show. And I agree, like decent actors and actresses in the role, but there's no need for them here. Like they don't fit into the power world. Like I get that Tyreek has to go to school maybe you show me one scene with a professor but I do I have to have a backstory with these two professors that were lovers and then one got her boo a job here and she's a sex addict and she has to go I don't care 
I don't care. We we don't care. That's a different type of show. Like do a dance spinoff on Stansfield, the college. We we don't need to hear it. Um, but they're not the only useless characters. Zeke is a useless character. He's Mary J. Blige's nephew. He is how um, Tyreek meets the Tejadas, how he meets Mary J. Blige and her family. But he's just, again, there for man meat. He's there for some quick one-liners and then he's out the door. Um, Sax has a niece who I'm not going to spoil it, but she gets involved with Tyreek in some sort of way. And it's just like, when she's on the screen, it, it takes away from the show. I'm like, am I watching Clueless or am I watching Power? Like her interactions with Sax, Sax, they make me chuckle, but it's not conducive to the storyline. Like it's just very, it's unnecessary. Hence the, this segment being called useless characters. Um, I also feel like Mary J. Blige's son, the middle son who is gay. I get that we have him on here for representation. You know, it was different to see two black men kissing on screen and getting ready to have sex. I was like, okay, this is something different. But again, I think they just put him in here to just be the gay son. Like there, there, there's no character development here. Like even when his dad was telling Mary J. Blige, you know, send him on this job so he can deal with something. And I'm like, now why are y'all sending him? And I thought the scene would give me some character growth and it was just useless. Like, why is he here again? Um, who else is a useless character? That's pretty much it. Like, I, I just, mm, again, it's only five episodes, so I'm not going to drag them too much, but if I end up doing a season recap and these characters are still here and not one of them are dead, I'll know something's wrong. Another con I had in this show was suspending my disbelief. Now, we come from the first six seasons of Power where you chew bubblegum and you throw it on the street. You know, Angela Valdez would know or Tommy would come. <laughs> like every little thing you did, there was a repercussion for it. So... I had to suspend my dis some shit just did not make sense in this show I love I just said that the writing the tight writing was a pro but it can also be a con you mean to tell me okay so James St. Patrick who in this power universe some people still don't know that he was ghost you okay so we have the St. Patrick's you know his wife just murdered him it's the biggest crime of the century let them tell it especially because ghost was gonna i think he was trying to be like a turn attorney general or um lieutenant governor he was trying to um be the democratic republic no the democratic republican the democratic nominee for lieutenant governor of new york so he's been murdered right that's all over the news so we have mary j blige's family <laughs> Her nephew comes to the party thrown by them with Tyreek and nobody knows who Tyreek is. Nobody knows who Ghost is. No one has ever heard. Of. You are the queen boss of this major crime family and you've never heard of the St. Patrick's. You don't know that Tasha's face is splashed all over. That did not make sense to me when she was... um. When now, when he first brought Tyreek to the house and they're like, oh, who is this? And he's like, oh, my name is Tyreek. Tyreek doesn't give like a an alias name or a street name. He's just like, oh, I'm Tyreek St. Patrick. Uh, OK, um, I would have pulled up my phone and Googled and my damn Google alerts would have probably went the fuck off. But they've got minor shit going on. They, they've never heard of ghosts. Like I would think all the crime families, let me tell it in New York, would 
not even know each other's faces or know each other's names, but names would ring a motherfucking bell. None of the Tejadas, especially Kane, aka Bobby Brown, he's not going to be like, oh, I've heard about like no one on this side of New York (laughs) knows about Ghost. I kind of find that hard to believe, especially when um, at Ghost's funeral, there's all this press. There's press at the courthouse. Tyreek, Yaz, and the mom played by Debbie Morgan, they're always at every one of her bail hearings. I mean, it's public record, so to speak. You mean there's not a news channel showing Tyreek's face or Tasha's face? I don't know, y'all. That, mm-mm. That, that didn't make sense, and I see how they tried to fix it when Method Man first met Tyreek, and he saw him. He was like, oh, I know. Oh, your name's Tyreek. Oh, it's Tyreek St. Patrick. I'm like, finally, somebody knows who the St. Patricks are, but the crime family not knowing the other crime family, that didn't make sense. Um, another thing I had to suspend my belief, Tyreek has to be 29 places at once. This nigga got to be at school. He's late to every class. <laughs> Tyreek need a goddamn scooter. Tyreek, <laughs> you know, one person's calling on him. Oh, I got to go. I got to leave. There is no way Tyreek is going to college full time and being someone's. First of all, Tyreek's not that. Well, they said that he's kind of intelligent. Tyreek is supposed to be Zeke's tutor. He's writing 27 page papers, has time to front a drug business, has time to go meet Tasha at jail, has time to go get cash to pay for Method Man, her attorney, has time to go see Mary J. Blige whenever she calls on him. A college student? I barely had time to wash my ass, eat, go to class without a car. No, you need more people. I'm sorry. I get it's a TV show, but it's just not believable. It's not believable that Tyreek can be in all these places at once and I get that they always have him arriving late to give it some realism but it's it's just like y'all better get this motherfucker a scooter a scooty bike by Ray J next season so that we can start seeing Tyreek actually like it make it make sense Tyreek don't have no money well he has his drug business but his clothes be on point he be wearing motherfucking fur coats like what get out of here you don't think the only black person on campus who doesn't play basketball that people aren't watching him like how do all the kids know who the fuck Tyreek is and no one's trying to like push on him for money or push on him for drugs like all the all the kids just leave Tyreek alone like that does not make sense so the Tejada is not knowing who the fuck Tyreek is and all his drama it, it didn't make sense like towards the fifth episode um Mary J Blige asked one of her boyfriends to you know Give me all the information on Tyreek that you could find. And he's a police officer. Why wouldn't you just Google his whole goddamn family? Why you just want to know about Tyreek? If Tyreek is already telling you, hey, my mom is in jail for murdering my dad. Hmm, let me Google the St. Patrick's. No, she goes and asks him to Google just Tyreek. We're smarter than this. <laughs> no one thinks to put two and two together like, oh, James St. Patrick is dead. Oh, the press keeps talking about Ghost. Oh, he was a politician. Oh, here's this boy named Tyreek who's suddenly coming by my house. Get the fuck out of here. My third con with the show is just the way the women are written. Um, I think in the beginning, maybe the first two or three episodes of Power before Angela was fucking Ghost, Angela actually had a brain in her head. She wanted to succeed in her career. 
you know, Tasha had goals too. She wanted to keep her family together, but it was just like, once Ghost started digging down Angela, she became instantly stupid. She dumped Knox, you know, she was trying to, bitch was deleting files at her job, got <laughs> <laughs> like god damn the dick was the dick really that good like i feel i don't know why women in this show they can never really win like they just never let me go down the women on the show we got mary j blige okay she seems to be the one in the most good standing she's you know heading up this family while her husband is in jail you know sleeping with this cop who they have no on-screen chemistry it looks like she's in bed with somebody's son um She's very smart, but she's disrespected by her husband, so to speak. She's just basically used for sex. Um, now, the little boy she's sleeping with, he actually has feelings for her. But, you know, she has to maintain this hard exterior. And I and I get that. So, you know, she is kind of a strong character. But at, at the same token, she's telling her um, teenage daughter, you know, go flirt with your uncle who just got out of jail so we can find out what. Like, what the fuck? Ma'am. Like she's telling her daughter, you know, you you got to use your body and use what you want to get what you, ma'am. Like, can we write her a little bit more smarter than that? Then we have Tasha, who's in jail. Who Tasha used to be a whole lot smarter than this. I swear, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's Tasha not having her wig on. Like, there are few moments within this show that Tasha's light bulb goes off above her head, and I see her making a plan, but. <sighs> Tasha Tasha gotta take a W sometime soon or I'm just I'm not gonna be able to take it spoiler alert Tasha tells a whole courtroom that she isn't the one that killed Ghost that Tommy killed Ghost Tommy Egan now why would she name Tommy as Ghost's killer when she put a bullet (laughs) she put a bullet square in Lala aka Keisha's head now, Tommy could just come back. Now, even though he probably wouldn't come back, but he could be like, bitch, you telling them I'm, I murdered Ghost, I could tell him you murdered my fiance. But anyway, so Tasha isn't written that that smart. Um, Tamika, the, the prosecutor, the public, the, the public defender who was, you know, with Sachs on the team, unknowingly trying to frame Ghost after Tasha fires her she just becomes this person that everybody stops by to get to use um Sack stops by to get information about Tasha after she's not her lawyer anymore Method Man stops by because they're old friends and he needs a favor like does this bitch ever get to win spoiler alert um Tyreek tries to kill her at one point because she's going to testify to get Sax thrown off the case and with her testifying she's going to reveal that you know Tyreek may be involved in Ghost's murder like men just use her and I don't like that like she's a smart powerful black woman and I think that she should be written a little bit stronger and a little better um Blanca from the original season you know the one who was hot on Ghost's trail the one who ooh, she would get on Angela's nerve and I loved her for that she is kind of tossed around in this show um as um a disgruntled co-worker when she tries to take down Saks, like they 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 build her appearance up so much and then when they use her it's just like okay y'all used her so that Saks can get away with something again <sighs> disappointing um 
the professor who is Tyreek's advisor, who I think is a little obsessed with him, her being a sex addict, that's not, how do I say this nicely? That's not a unique touch to her character because they just, she ends up doing something stupid at the end of the season and you're just like, okay, why did y'all make her do that? What was the point of that? It's like they write women on this show to be weak and to be used as kind of like punching bags and none of them kind of none of them kind of grow to use their power now one of um the women on this show she is a colleague of method man's like they're working together but you know we find out that she's sleeping with method man and that he's married so it's just like okay well what there goes the one person I thought we may have had a chance of having a brain and she's fucking method man and obviously catching feelings for him. And I'm just like, now, nah, bitch, yes, I would catch feelings for him, too, because I, 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 I paused to see the print on those briefs. I sure did. But it's, <laughs> it's like, OK, well, what was the point of y'all making me like this lady when she's just going to be kind of digmatized? They are kind of like the ghost in Angela. Not enough thrusting for me. But um, that's besides the point. It was just like, all right, are there any women in the show that I can root for, that I can be proud of? The answer is no. Um, at the same token, there there aren't a lot of men on this show that I can root for because everybody ain't shit. So I kind of like that message that, you know, everybody has an ulterior motive, but it's just like, damn, can I just meet one person who's not going to let me down? I guess Debbie Morgan would be the person, even though she'd be nagging the hell out of Tyreek to like give her some money and help him raise her sister, his sister, Yaz. But it's just like, can I get one woman on the show that I can actually root for? Please, please. Overall, you guys, I was very surprised by how much I liked this show. It kind of reminded me of um, how I liked Power when it first started. Like that first couple of episodes where, you know, we got to know the characters. We got to know what Ghost and Tommy's game plan was. We started to see that distrust grow between them. That is what I like. Um, Like I said, if you would have told me that I would be watching a show where Tyreek was the main character, I would have been like, y'all is lying. But no, I liked it. For the five episodes that I saw, I thought it was good. Um, if I had to rate it out of five stars, I would probably give it a four out of five. Um, even though I had very few cons and even though it was just five episodes, I'm not going to sit here and say that the show is terrible. It's very watchable. It's very bingeable. Um, it has a great setup. Like I said, it feels like no time has passed. We're just getting into a different story. Um, I do wish that we could trade out the professor's storyline for Tasha's storyline. Tasha has some stuff going on in the prison where she's being watched by um, Mary J. Blige's husband. You know, they kind of get Tyreek to start selling drugs for them. They become his supplier and we see him hire somebody to watch Tasha and even though Tasha is in prison, there's some other shit going on in the prison that Tasha is slowly becoming aware of. So I don't know why they haven't focused on that yet. I don't know if Tasha is just not going to stay in jail that long. I don't know what the long game would be, but I would like to see more of the prison storyline. I guess it's because, you know, Orange is the New Black has been off for a couple of years. We don't really have a show right now on the air that centers on like a prison drama. So I think that's why I'm kind of nosy because the second or third episode something happens in the prison and Tasha gets she makes a boss move she makes a smart decision and decides to get involved in it and we don't even get to see 
what the fuck else happens with it. They just kind of dropped that storyline. So if I could trade that prison storyline for what the professors are doing, I would like it. Um, But overall, you guys, it is a good show. Like I said, only five episodes. Um, I think the second half is coming back in December. Yeah, that makes sense because, what, four or five weeks in December? So that shit will probably be off by January. Um, And then hopefully we get the other spinoffs. So if there was another spinoff I'm looking forward to, I would want to see what um, Councilman Tate Lorenz Tate (laughs) he's still a little cocksucker and this (laughs) when he popped up I was like this nigga oh he was so fucking crooked and he's it's kind of worrisome that Lorenz Tate can play that so well now is Lorenz just a good actor or is it just something he can relate to I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that but I would like to see his spinoff um and then maybe Tommy's and then down the line we can have the prequel i'm just done with everything related to ghost and angela so i'm not that hyped to see it but hopefully with covid um they can start filming these other spinoffs i mean 50 cents still making money regardless shout out to him for keeping the same theme song because sometimes the music in the show be sounding like a goddamn ford truck commercial i'd be like what is this little apple garage um (laughs) music garage band music y'all be playing just give me the theme song but yeah four out of five guys watch it get your little stars trial or i think stars is just 8.99 and watch the show as always even though i'm on a social media break right now y'all can follow me at k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r the on the rocks instagram profile is at o-t-r-p-o-d ashley can be found at ash tay lamp with a p marie and her business instagram page is the perfect mix llc she's still dropping recipes now and then so check that out hopefully i have convinced some of you to start watching this show while it's on break you know give me my credit you know give me me and if you guys have watched it you know hit me up on the instagram or hit me up wherever on twitter or on instagram and let me know what you think of the show let me know what you liked let me know what you didn't like let me know if you agree with some of my pros and cons all right y'all stay blessed go wash your hands put your mask on and fucking register to vote okay bye